It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Q Freeze liked the game plan on Saturday. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrate. We celebrate every week with Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. Hugh Free spoke to the media yesterday. Didn't really pull any punches in several regards. We'll discuss, you know, what he said about the quarterbacks and Peyton Thorne and Holden Garner. Oh my goodness. And, and then also the coaching staff. But first thing, he liked the game plan. He said, Hey, look at the tape. Guys were open, which is what we've said um throughout this week and, and what Daryl said a lot of uh Sunday morning when we dropped our postgame show. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest, I've never been more like interested in hearing a uh press conference after a game than I was this one. Number one, because yeah. Hugh just will tell you the truth. He'll just flat out, there's not going to be much coach speak. It's gonna it could hurt your feelings. It could not. Um, but I was I was happy to to hear him uh, you know, get not shy away from anything head on. And yes, he said, I love the game plan. He said the second half could have been better, but uh guys uh guys were open. And you know what? I, Knee jerk. When I first watched the game, it felt like you know there was there was issues. Uh, maybe we didn't think out a whole lot of things. Things seemed disjointed, and maybe that's because we're going three and out every time. But like, if you just look, yeah, at the you very didn't score first, an offensive touchdown. Like, of yeah. course, you got to think something's wrong with the game plan if you don't get into yeah. the red zone at all, Charlie Five. I had a discussion with someone, and I was like, "Man, why does it seem like we don't have a script?" And then he he responded back. He said, "Did you watch the go back and watch the first three plays and what they actually are? You know, the first play was a read option that got blown up. The second play is the easiest play for the quarterback to execute. It's a quarterback draw, and if it, and if he doesn't tiptoe through the line, he's running for seven yards minimum before before he touches. He could have ran for seven yards and slid, and, and nobody would have touched him. But he he." He sort of was very timid on making that decision on when to run and which hole to run through. Okay, you know what? Let's give him that one. I'll tell you what. Let's call a quick pass. Let's get a quick pass. Let's get some confidence going. The third play, possibly one of the easier throws that you can make, is a little shallow drag. It's it's a, it's a five-yard pass in the air directly in front of you. Yeah. And – he throws it way behind Jay Fair. There was two reads on that play, and both reads were wide open. It was. And it's like to me, it kind of looked like he changed his mind halfway through. I think Jay Fair was a more shallow option. It's like he was about to throw it, and then he was about to change it to Rivaldo. I think was like five yards deeper, 
And he's like, I think he was like trying to change it and hesitated and then oh. just like slid out of his hand too late. That's what it looked like to me, but I don't know. That feeling. It's my golf. I do that in golf all the time where I got a shot in my head that I'm going to play. And then my backswing, I changed my mind. And, you know, that usually results in disaster. Not good. Right. That's exactly what happened. That seems like exactly what happened. Hooks was open. And he's like, oh, man, let me throw it to hooks. But wait, I got this really easy little dump, like this really easy little drag to Jay Fair, easy completion. Regardless, regardless, those two plays right there cannot be any easier to execute. Like, I don't know what another play that you can call uh, to, to really get get the game going. Like, easy. There's not many decisions to make. There's not a lot of progressions to go through. And uh, you, you dial up a an awesome seam route to, to Fromm. He overthrows him. He's late on that on that read. You dial up and out and up to Jay Fair. He's, he, he misses it by, you know, by a ton. So, like – I know I don't want to get into the whole it's on execution because, like, you have to help your players get – you have to, like, make sure you can get there. But, sure. but at the same time, man, like, when you're when you're dialing up that way and you're averaging they, – they clearly figured out what to do in the run game. Like, the running joke of the Charlie Five internet is just going to keep going. But we were talking about inter, uh, running backs. We, we figured out the running game. You're gashing people on the ground and then – for whatever reason, when you go to call a pass play or something, it's like I can't, like I can't make the decision. I can't pull the trigger. I, I kind of panic. And and when you when you when you do that and you go through practice and you're flawless, right? You're executing the game plan, all you know, unbelievably in practice, and then you go into the game and you can't pull the trigger. Like, what do you do? What do you do? It's uh. It was it was it was very very disheartening. And for the first drive, the first three and out, he was seeing ghosts, and and there was issues. Yeah, and I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation because he is seeing ghosts, and he's not confident. But like, you need him. Like, if you want to have this great season, that's still in front of you. The opportunity is still there. You need Peyton, and so if you pull him, does it help at all? And I think the answer to that is no, it doesn't help. But yeah, he was asked that question, Charlie Five. Hugh Freeze was, is is Peyton Thorne good in practice? And he said he had a great week of practice last Sharp week. was what was he his, said. Sharp. Even better. He said sharp. He was sharp in practice. And and yeah, it's like, you know, what what I I mean when that's what you. That's what you're seeing, though. Now twice on the road. So you know, I got you go back and look at how Peyton played uh, at Michigan. He was Michigan State. He was great at home. He was like ten and three, I think, at home. And the only losses I think he had at home were to like Ohio State, and like he lost an overtime game to like a Minnesota or something like that. Uh, and then he had some really bad road games. He had some really bad road games, and when he played. Uh, some ranked teams on the road, he struggled mightily. So, you know, we've been to Cal now on the road, struggle, even though you have the final drive to win the game, and now you're on the road against a, a very talented roster with a very talented front four, and you're 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 done at, on the opening drive. Like, what 
what do you what do you how do you build off this moving forward? And and I feel like that the guy the guy that's in practice that does all the right things that makes all the right throws the guy at Sanford like you can you can say what you want to about Sanford but the passes the accuracy is 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 that that's not something where it's like I, I still got to throw the thirty five yard drop in the bucket on the slot mm-hmm. fade to a to a five nine receiver. Like I'm still doing those. Th- I'm able to do those things. Like I'm able to rip that, yeah. that 15 yard out route. I'm able to throw that fade to the back corner of the end zone. Why can't I do it when, uh, you know, the stakes seem to a little bit, a little bit higher And like, and then how do you figure out to be able, how, how do you figure out how to get him there? If it's even possible. Um, it's just, uh, it's gotta be like, so frustrated and Hugh has said that he said this in the in the in the fall camp and he phrased it different he said he presses I got to make we got to keep him from pressing and I think that was code for he panics he pant like when when things don't kind of go right he sort of he sort of panics and I don't know if you want to call what happened Saturday pressing but uh it's uh it's sort of we've had context clues that this could be yeah, you know, that's fair. Forward. Yeah, I mean, I think what we did Saturday was like the opposite of pressing. I actually wish he would have pressed a little bit more. I, I think Auburn would have had less than, you know, allowed less than seven sacks. And maybe, you know, maybe there's a ball in the air that a Shane Hooks or a Valdo Fairweather or somebody is able to come down with if you're able to do that. Because, I mean, Peyton didn't really give anybody a shot deep. No, I mean the the throw to Fromm was ridiculous and uncatchable, and I mean he kind of laid him out, right? I mean that's just that's an unfortunate thing for your quarterback to do to any kind of receiver. The Jay Fair thing wasn't even close. Like you didn't give anybody a chance. Robbie gave Hooks a chance, like and Hooks yeah. probably should have caught it. So right. I I just I don't get it. I don't get like what I what what are we what are we waiting for? Here, like, can, is this something that could just fix itself? Is this the more reps in an offense he gets, he's going to calm down? Or when people or when fans are yelling at him and the stakes are high, he's just going to fold? Like, it's tough. It's a tough situation, and I don't know how you're supposed to coach it. What happened Saturday is is so much more concerning than throwing interceptions to me, so much more concerning than, than not being able to uh, run the ball. I'll say that. I'll say it's that's more concerning to me than than struggling to run the ball against Cal when when it's seemingly that. And Jake Crane said this, and, and this may be this may be extreme, but fear. You know, it almost seems like he's a he was afraid. Something's uh, and, causing it. And there's yeah, not a whole and, lot of emotions that would cause that. Fear is yeah, one of them. And, and and that's what's that's what's the most concerning because it's like. So do I go, you know, when, when Robbie went in, like you, you ran eight plays in a row without a first down, you know, before you, you know, put Thorne back in for, you know, that, that RPO deal that could have been even a, a bigger disaster, which wasn't really on Thorne. Uh, but like, you know, did it, it, it didn't get better. And you could say, Hey, did, you know, it's because Robbie didn't get reps and, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. And maybe, maybe yeah. you eventually have to make a move, but uh, you know, it, it, based off Hugh, we're, ro- we're should be rolling with Thorne uh, again, and, and I'm just hoping that maybe it's home t- home team, home crowd makes him, you know, be able to calm down uh, bef- beforehand, and and he's able to execute. 
Yeah, a good game on Saturday would go a long way. I don't think there's any question about it. Let's continue talking about the game plan, specifically RPOs versus, oh, wait, no RPOs mm. on Saturday. Why? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Active Wealth Management. We love, of all of the managements, Active Wealth Management is my absolute favorite. Thanks to our friend Ford Stokes. He's an Auburn guy, loves the Tigers, and he wants you to be wealthy and to take uh, care of your money. And he wants to give you this free book. It's called Annuity 360. And all you have to do is go to annuity360.net to get the free book. A lot of information that he wants to give to you so you know what you're getting into, why it works, how it works. He'll answer a million questions. I've once, he once told me that a client asked him exactly 1 million questions and he didn't care. A long he didn't time. care at all. It's a long, long time. But that's the kind of attention he will give to you. You can head to activewealth.com. At the top right, you can click the button that says to book a consultation. And y'all will sit down and he'll go over everything with you. Um, very good at what he does. So uh, activewealth.com or annuity360.net for that free book. Let me tell you who's not afraid to pull the trigger. And that's Ford Stokes. That's right. You want him in the pocket for you. You There's want no question him. about it. Put some pressure on him. He can make it happen. Let's go. Yep, that's right. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to buy tickets. Charlie Five, can you imagine buying tickets anywhere else? Be dumb. No, no. Nope. You want to go to the Auburn Georgia game? Game Time. You want to go see um, your favorite musician at a concert? Game Time. Really? Okay. Anything. Anything. Any you want to go to the theater? Game Time. They've Thank got you. you covered. And uh, right now, you can uh, use promo code Locked On College when you make that account, and you get $20 off. How about that? Everybody's talking about how expensive Auburn Georgia tickets are. Not with game time, it's $20 less if you use our promo code. At least $20 less. At least. At least. Download the game time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Charlie Five. He was talking about the RPO. Uh, Brian Matthews, I think, specifically asked him, like, okay, PFF said that, that Thorne was three of four on play action plays. And that kind of blew Hugh Freeze's mind. Freeze was like, it. hold on. <laughs> what does Wait that mean? <laughs> what is PFF like? Because I'm sure they don't look at PFF, right? But yeah. the, the, you know, <laughs> it was just kind of like spooked for a second. He's like, I'm trying to think what those four plays were because. Yeah. Then he's like, because we didn't call any RPOs, so I don't know if they're counting that or not. But uh, I thought that was interesting because then he goes into this like big monologue about how he brought the RPO into the SEC, and that was a big part of why they were so successful at Ole Miss. And it's like, yeah, whatever you're doing at Ole Miss offensively, you need to do here. And so it's interesting. you know, is, This still doesn't seem like, and I don't think he's hiding this, but it doesn't seem like he and Philip Montgomery are on the same page yet. Like that just... It just seems like there's still a ways to go there. Right, right. The, the thing is, like, I I don't know if it's that so much as if when you have a quarterback who's seeing stars, do you want to give him an RPO where he's got to make multiple decisions in one play and, and he can't hardly make one But the decision is made for you because, like, you just like, okay, yeah. what that guy's doing, if he does this, I hand it off. If he doesn't – you still have to do that all in the blink of an eye. You still have to do that all really quick. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering if 
if if the the game the the flow of it dictated that uh, okay, I see he's having trouble right now. I don't know if I can put a where he's having to read defenders all and and I think we got to call just like. Yeah, you but you're a quarterback. You're going to have to read defenses anyway. I get it. I get it. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But, like, I, I just wonder if that's, like, one of the last things you need to go to is, is something like that when, when your quarterback's struggling. Um, I don't know. I got you. Um, but, but, again, I, I'm, with, I'm with you, though. I, I do like you, – you, you, you're excited about Hugh Freeze because Hugh Freeze's offense is, like, always – been spectacular and then Hugh right. Freeze has sort of turned the, the reins over uh to uh turn the reins over to uh you know Monty so he can recruit and he can be the overall game manager and you can tell it's killing him you can tell it's killing him because it's like man this is on me like people see this and they think this is Hugh Freeze's offense right. and, and maybe some of it is maybe a lot of it isn't but uh I the dynamic – and here's another thing. You can't just turn it off now. You can't just say, okay, I'm calling plays now because none of these plays are mine. Like, the terminology is not mine. He said, he basically said it. He's like, I'm kind of stuck. You know, I'm kind of stuck here. This kind of just is going to be is – it is, it is what it is because I can't just, like, jump in and start calling other people's plays. Then you're going to – you could possibly be in a really big disaster. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Can I think about come. something? Do you mind on this topic? Can I vent about something? Vent. Are you getting blasted with sun right now? Yeah, let me scoot out of it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Scoot away (laughs) while I'm talking about this. So a lot of people have texted me. A lot of people have tweeted at me. A lot of people have commented on the YouTube comments down below, which I love. Thank you so much. About we brought Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze was brought in to call plays. That's what he's so good at. And he said that in his opening presser. He needs to be calling plays because that's what he was brought into so we could have an offense. And my response to that is no. No, he was not. Hugh Freeze was brought in to fix Auburn football. And that's not going to, that's going to take several seasons to do. This was not an easy fix. And just talking to folks close to them, the, the first season where Auburn was, is aiming to be like ultra competitive is when the college football playoff expands to 12 teams. Sure. Because he knows that Auburn's got a chance. I would argue that – go ahead. I'm sorry. But just as far as what he's done, and he he talked about it in his presser yesterday, was this isn't the first time I've been, you know, acquired a situation that needed to rebuild. And it took him some time. And he probably got there a little bit quicker than he thought he would at Ole Miss. He's talked about that before. Liberty, he had Malik Willis, and that was a great marriage between the two of them. And it just – when people say – he was brought in here to call plays. He needs to call plays because he's the head coach. No, he needs to rebuild Auburn football, and he has made it very clear that the first priority in rebuilding Auburn football is to get talent on the roster. And as far as rebuilding Auburn football, I don't think it matters as much this season as far as what the offensive plays are. I guarantee you, Charlie Five, I guarantee you, if he thought he had the roster to compete to win the SEC, he would be calling places. I, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Like I would argue, no, he was not call, hired to call plays. He was hired to bring in here and rebuild and, and recruit and, and bring talent in. That's what he was bought. That's what he was brought in for. Yeah. So um, I, I don't. I, I'm with you. I think you got to get the 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 program to a point 
where uh, you can he can possibly maybe he will possibly step in and call plays. But like I, I don't I don't buy that. I, I, I would like for him to eventually because I think that's what's always made him so great. But totally. yeah, you, that we're that we're in a we're in dire straits as far as being able to bring in talent quickly and turn this thing around. And it takes a lot of attention. And you, I think it's a lot more critical to build now than it is to be able to win right away. And here's another thing, like uh, this is this is this is like kind of conspiracy theorists, but like okay, let's go. Do you want do you want like do you want to come into a bad roster and it be the offense tied to your name right off the bat, or do you want to have you know you, you rebuild and maybe you you step in and save it? Uh, d- down the road, maybe there was some, maybe there was some strategy there uh, as well. Like, hey, separate yourself from it. It's going to be bad. Go build, build, build as as hard as you can, and then you know if 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 you have to step in and save it later. I don't know. Just just thinking off the top of my head. I get there, it. I get could, it. That could that have played uh, played a little bit of uh, uh into why it is the way it is. Who knows? If that's the case, Philip Montgomery's watching us. Like what? What's going on? What's going on? All right, Damari Austin is out. He will miss some time. How does that impact the offense and the running back room we discuss in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn? Charlie Five, have you ever just been chilling and you're like, I'm starving. I don't want to leave my house. Every day. Yep. Today's show brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. I want to say my family keeps DoorDash in business. We DoorDash all the time. All the time. That Life second center. child, adding that second child to the Blackerby roster has made it where like loading the car isn't worth it. It's just not worth it. You have multiple <laughs> children as well. I would rather go like do almost anything on this planet than load the car more than I need to. It's just wild. Sure. It's just wild. DoorDash, you don't have to. You don't have to. They've got a bunch of restaurants. They also could do grocery now, which admittedly I haven't done yet. But reading these copy points, uh, I think I might. I think I might do that. Get 50% off your DoorDash order, your first DoorDash order, up to $20 value when you use code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal and delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and use code Locked On College. Don't forget that's code Locked On College for fifty percent off your first order with DoorDash. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June thirty, get zero percent APR for eighty-four months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Charlie, five final few minutes here. Damari Austin is out. The the running back who has really ascended, had an incredible offseason. You hate it. Not only is he a good running back, but he's a leader in this room as well. So that's a bummer. As far as it impacts things on the field, he's getting around eight-ish touches a game. You got to think Jarquez gets two or three more. You got to think Brian Batty gets two or three more. That's what we saw after he went down on Saturday. And then Jeremiah Cobb, you got to think maybe he gets another touch or two a game. 
Does that seem crazy to you? No, I think I think that's fair. And I, you know, I had, Damari. I think honestly was becoming our best all around back uh, on the him. team. Like when he went down, he was ripping off. Uh, you know, he was ripping off a run. He had two two carries for twelve yards. So, um, and then I think he got hurt on like a swing pass or something. Am I right? Is that the one where? He, yeah, he got hurt on the the Texas A and M defensive touchdown that they later yeah. called a forward pass, which is wow. Yeah, it was the right call. But oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) Yeah. Other fan bases in the SEC get so mad when we get a call reversed in favor of us. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. All the Arkansas people are like, of course Auburn's going to get this overturned. I'm like, eat it. Eat it, Arkansas. The worst one was the backwards, the backwards slap, uh, the the RPO thing. That that should have been Texas A&M scored on, should have scored on. I'm with you. But one one thing that's positive and it, that you can kind of take out of it is the sort of Brian ba- uh, Batty getting a little bit more uh, playing time, and I think he showed some stuff in the passing game uh, that that's going to be uh, beneficial moving forward. That you're going to have to go to, you're going to have to lean on your backs because they're um, the most reliable, I guess, right now. So I uh, hate to see Damari go uh, go out like he did. If it's a shoulder, a dislocated shoulder, there could be some. There's probably going to have to be some surgery that has to be done. Like he could be done. You know, you know that's the kind of thing that could put you out for a year. Running backs kind of got to have their shoulders. You know, you kind of got to be uh, healthy there because they're going to take a lot of punishment. And uh, he was having such a good start to this year, despite everything else that was going on. He has been a really big bright spot. But I wish uh, I could give him my shoulder. I'd I would give, it give him. Let him choose. 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 Yeah, you can have it. whichever shoulder you want, Damari, you can have it. I wish. Can it I get on the shoulder transplant list for Damari? For Damari specifically, yes. Yeah. He if can he have my it. ball joint, <laughs> or whatever that is. Not my labor. Like, man, my shoulder is super weak now. Yeah, don't care. It's not as strong as uh, yours, Damari, but like, you can have it if you need it. Yeah, have it if you need yep. it. Charlie Five, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five and the Locked on Auburn Discord every single day or uh, auburnlive.com, the corner message board. Catch me anywhere. Yep. He's uh, he's Charlie five. He's everywhere. You can read all my written work at auburndaily.com. You can check out uh, my other podcast, Village Vice. Brad Law helps host that. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.